This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, everyone. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you to those who have made the sacrifice for our way of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it is the Memorial Day weekend, so we hope that you guys are all enjoying uh, a little bit of time off from work, if you're getting that. Um, you know, it, I, I don't know if everybody's probably working from home with all this thing going, all this going down, but uh, in any case, hopefully it's a little bit of uh, normalcy in your life and, and a bit of a uh, Bit of a way to memorize or to remember the people that did serve. So, happy Memorial Day, everybody! Uh, we've got a great episode for you today. We are bringing back Hockey Ocalypse with a bang after a two-week hiatus. We have the House of Hockey hosts Ray Ray and Breezy joining us later. They are going to represent two different towns, which is a little bit of a twist uh, in our in our uh, programming. So. They're going to do Ray Ray is from Chicago and Breezy is from L.A. So they're going to represent the Hawks and the Kings respectively. Paulie, that was a a super fun interview to do, right? It really was. And uh, you might be able to sense some excitement in Ray Ray's voice because she got uh, featured on a very popular hockey podcast's Instagram story um, right before the interview started. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really great to talk to, you know, they, they know their stuff, uh, and, uh, they, they host the, or run the hunks of hockey Instagram. Yeah. Breezy does. Breezy Breezy does. And that's, that's fun to follow. Uh, troll and I were debating on who's the most handsome man, Gabriel Landeskog or Tom Wilson on one of their posts. And you know, it's Um, Tommy. Duh. You know, there was a guy I played with in college who looked a lot like Tom Wilson. It's it's actually it's very uncanny. Um, but I also wanted to say on this Memorial Day weekend, happy anniversary to my beautiful wife. We've been married oh, for fuck. a year now. Uh, I love you. Thanks for putting up with me. It's been a year. Yeah, it's been a year already. Jesus. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if they listen, but also uh, Tom and Nicole, congrats on your marriage happening. The day this is released, May twenty fifth. Uh, they're, right. they're well. You got to get them to fucking to watch or to, to at least uh, to listen here, Polly. Yeah, they're new. They're news folks in the DC area. Oh, really? Uh, Tom Dempsey and Nicole uh, D'Antonio. So, well, now uh, you're just name dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, congrats to you guys. They're going to get married in a in a park in DC. It's going to be a nice private. Three-person ceremony, so congrats to you guys. Doing the best you can with the uh, coronavirus going on. So you've been married. I mean, is it was it would it really have made a lot of difference if only three people were there? Um, no, I mean the the event was awesome. Uh, the wedding was beautiful, mostly designed by my mother-in-law. It was it was a very nice ceremony, and. I think what I really would have missed was the party. Um, right. You know, the reception was such a good time. You were there. Probably don't remember it. Oh, um, I remember it. It was good. <laughs> it was, 
I think that's what I would have missed just having so many people together that I loved, uh, you know, friends and family. Like that's probably the most underrated part of it is just sharing such a big moment in your life with all those people. So I feel for those who have to cut that out, but I also can see the, the appeal of a very intimate ceremony. Sure. Well, um, thanks for giving us the tips on doing one of the most terrible mistakes that you could do in life. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, yeah. Happy anniversary, man. That's cool. It sucks. It has to be in Corona. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, good for you guys. You made it a year. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that she hasn't killed you yet. So yeah, know. me too. But, uh, but, but congratulations on that. Don't get food poisoning from that cake. You're going to eat <laughs> from your yeah, wedding we'll day. See, we'll see how well it does a year in the freezer. <laughs> so weird. That's a weird tradition, but Hey, whatever. Um, caps fans want to tell you we've got merch. We're not, I'm, not wearing it. I'm just this terrible of me. Polly never wears oh, his shit. Actually, speaking of merch, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. I was hanging out with my sister and my two nephews and my wife this past weekend. Mm-hmm. We went to a local park and we were just, we had a picnic at the shelter and then we ran around and took the kids and, and my dog for a walk. And <laughs> I didn't realize it at first, but next thing I, like I turn around and my nephews are each wearing a light blue Polly Cupcakes t-shirt. My sister <laughs> is wearing a gray Polly Cupcakes t-shirt. And yes. my wife had her green Polly Cupcakes sweatshirt on. <laughs> so we went walking through the park and we looked like we were like a family reunion or something. You know, everybody was matching shirts. It was just me and my posse. And That's my awesome. nephew, my, my nephew was, was upset because he got dirty and, he was going to have to take his shirt off to get washed when he got home because he wanted to keep wearing Uncle Paul on his sh- on his on his shirt. Um, <laughs> so you know, thank you, Katie, for dressing your family in in my apparel, and uh, thank you to my wife for supporting me on that too. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I was going to read off all the names of our our customers if if we yeah. should. I think we should give a little shout out. Um, lots of Let's lots of ladies, surprisingly, Polly buying your. Well, merch. you know, I mean, you look at my face and you see why. <laughs> all right all right so um you know tiggy thanks man shauna katie claire liz thank you all for supporting the caps chirp podcast and f- congratulations on your on your purchase of the some of the what may be the most co- valuable collector's items that the caps chirp podcast has released to date 20 years from now you might be able to sell that for like a hundred dollars you know a hundred try like a hundred thousand bud right yeah yeah. (laughs) if you want us to sign it you know that'll be an extra twenty dollars it's gonna lead to some crazy ebay wars in the future (laughs) right and um you know moving on from merch coolhockey.com you have till the 31st so you have about a week one solid week not including this day one a seven day period to go out and buy a coolhockey.com jersey using code THPN and link. This is the important part. Coolhockey.com slash THPN. Use that that uh, URL. Use that link. And then use code THPN to enjoy 30% off. Thank us later. That will and, – and, and then – so we'll, once you use the code, you'll have – we'll have that on record. 
you need to DM at HockeyPodNet on Twitter or post and, and show a picture of what you ordered when it comes in. Uh, and you will be, once, once we match that up with our sales data, you will be entered to win a $175 gift card to CoolHockey.com. So let me, let me summarize that because I definitely stumbled through it. <laughs> Go to CoolHockey.com slash THPN. Use code THPN at checkout to get 30% off. Then DM at HockeyPodNet and tell us what you ordered. You will then be entered into a contest to win a $175 gift card for CoolHockey.com. Now, folks, if you're into jerseys, if you need to buy a jersey soon, do it now. Enjoy 30% off. I'm telling you, I've seen some of the data where, um, you know, the let's just say you have a higher chance of winning this contest than you do probably any other internet contest on the face of the earth right now. Yeah. Take your chances. That's 75 bucks. That's two jerseys basically for yeah. one. So, or if you're into like Jersey t-shirts, that's probably like 10. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Cause they sell merch too at cool hockey. So if you like yeah. just need a hat or something else, that's all there too. Yeah. So, um, while you're at it, maybe give Hockey Pod Net a follow. Uh, always pumping out awesome content. You know, hit them up on Twitter once you've entered the contest. Follow them, and you won't be disappointed with what you get. Absolutely, folks, do it, do it, and thank us later, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say that <laughs> as soon as you said "do it," I was like, "Here it is." Uh, all right, so let's after that that housekeeping aside. Let's go and talk a little bit of hockey. All right, Polly? Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. All right. A three-month deadlock. Almost three months, right? It's at yeah. least three months now. Is has, has shifted. Some things have shaken loose, folks, and it's good news. Hockey seems to be on steaming down the road to return. Um, you know, Paulie, what do you think? Well, it's good that they're they're talking um, <clears throat> because uh, if if something's in in the works, that means that um, it's probably going to come around the same time as some other sports do. I mean, the MLB hasn't started yet, and they're an outdoor uh, and they're they're a summer sport as it is. So, I think it's it shows that they may come back before some other American leagues do. Right. And it's exciting because uh, we need hockey. Yeah, and I mean, they're trying to be first to market as, I mean, always. Um, they've already said no, no fans. The MLB is waiting for fans because they need the revenue, and it's very much a, it's from what I've, the limited research and, and hearsay that I've, I've heard, uh, is that the MLB Trash League is going to only come back when it makes sense for them financially. You know, and that that kind of blows my mind that like game to game revenue is so big because they play so many that they have so right. many home games that are like less than half capacity. Well, I just don't think they want to take a loss. That's the thing. Like they Yeah. They don't care that they they are providing a sport. I just don't think that they they don't want to take any sort of loss at all even if it's a temporary one that they might recoup later even that season. So 
I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm glad that the NHL is coming back. I am obviously a little weary for the player's safety, but I feel like if you were going to travel for any job, you know, I mean, the the co-founder of the Hockey Podcast Network travels in a plane every, like, two or three weeks to go to, like, a destination work site that he has to do. And, you know, if, if you're a millionaire and you're going to have all the best medical staff around you, I feel like that's the safest way to be doing it. And they've already yeah. said, like, everybody's going to get tested before basically every, like, probably multiple times a day, if not at least once a day, you know? Yeah. They're going to get tested. Uh, yeah, and so, I, I even saw some people say they might make them wear a bubble and take away fighting. Yeah, and any after-the-whistle bullshit. So, Which it, isn't terrible. You know, I mean, if if that's the price you have to pay to bring back hockey, I'm okay with that. Me too. Um, I'm sure that all the anti-fighting proponents here are are just creaming their pants because, I mean, what a way to get, get fighting out of the game, right? I hope it right. doesn't become a trend once uh, this whole thing is blown over and uh, we have some better treatments for it as, as like a, a, a race of people or like as, as a race, the human race has like a, a nice little little stop for this or a vaccine or whatever. Um, right. Because, you know, obviously we've said on this podcast a bunch that we are a huge supporters of fighting in hockey. I think mm-hmm. that's part of the game. And that's that's all I'm going to say about it because it's a lot like, you know, it's, it's you ever seen Jim Jeffries? Yeah. Have you ever seen that Jim Jeffries um, stand up where he talks about gun rights? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, there's this bit that he does and it's like, um, <laughs> the only reason that you have guns is because you like it. And he's, and his, he just, I mean, I'm probably, I'm going to fuck this whole punchline up, but basically <laughs> his whole thing is like, fuck off. I like guns, right? Fuck off. I like fighting. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, I guess if anybody's seen it, uh, I guess I'm not trying to be political or anything, but if anybody's seen it, I think they would understand the reference here. So, like, fuck off. I like fighting. I, uh, it's okay for me to not want something I like being taken away. Uh, I also do think it does benefit the sport in the sense that hockey is a one of the few enclosed sports where, I mean, crazy shit happens, man. If you're out of control or if you're intentionally trying to hurt somebody, I feel like it's a lot easier to do in hockey. Yeah, and and also fighting has helped make non-fans into fans. I think fighting is the main way to convert new fans. Yeah, right. And you know, not that that's not that. I, but it, you know, you came for the fights, but you stayed for the hockey, right? Exactly. It draws people in, and then they learn to appreciate the game. Right. And I could agree with that too. I mean, it was definitely yeah. an alluring part of the game when I was first starting to watch, especially live. I mean, what an exciting thing! I've never seen. Two people just fight each other in the middle of a sport, <laughs> and it's allowed. I can tell you, as as a growing up around in a minor league team in West Virginia, <laughs> that fighting and the way that minor leagues used to really be—that's what hooked this town. Right, like, absolutely. You know, the, yeah, and a lot of central, right, and a lot of Midwest towns as well, and a lot of Appalachian. I mean, a lot of. A lot of towns got hooked on it that way, right? I feel I feel like it's like I said, a luring part of the sport. Now, back to the NHL. So the the Players Association has proposed a 24 team playoff. So no more regular season. Uh, everybody has basically agreed that the regular season is done. 
Um, so sorry, Ovi, for you not being able to score seventy goals, which you would have in the last twelve <laughs> yeah. games. Yes, you only 70. needed you only needed like uh, twenty two in twelve yeah. games. Easily, easily possible. So no seventy goal season from Ovi. Uh, robbed. Can you say robbed? Absolutely robbed. Yeah, totally robbed. Um, well, we just requested our refund for the game in Pittsburgh. Right. When was that supposed to be? Like March twenty first. March. 21st? I think. Yeah, that was uh, um, the season got canceled about a week and a half before we were supposed to be at the game in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jesus, it's been since March, dude. That's crazy. That's March twelfth, um, I think. Yeah, because it was like the next game. You guys, missed yeah, it, yeah, the it was coming game. up. Yeah, that sucks. Well, whatever. Hopefully, you get your money back. Um, uh, if you gotta have, let us know how that how that works. I think that. that yeah, I mean, if they don't give us our money back, they need to like comp a game next season or something. Sure, or some, yeah, or something. I don't know. Well, we were that supposed to see good. Letterkenny live in Pittsburgh as well the night before, and that's not doing refunds, so they better reschedule that shit. Because <laughs> we spent just as much money on on that stand up show as we did on the game, so wow! And they're not giving out refunds. The the I don't know if it's Letterkenny or the venue, but um, when you go to the the event on Ticketmaster or, or whatever it was, it's the Carnegie Event Center or something, and it says right. no refunds, so they better reschedule. That's shitty. That's real shitty. Um. Okay. Well. Anyways. Back to let's talk about we were, the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some fucking hockey that's actually happening. Uh, Twenty fourteen playoff. This was approved by the NHL. The NHLPA submitted this. The NHL accepted it. Now the board of directors, I think, is going to have to vote on it. They likely will pass it because this is the largest amount of momentum that any proposal has actually made yet. Uh, now that 2014 playoff format would be conference based and it would remain bracketed. So seeds, well, what's up? It's, it's important to note the Penguins voted against this. So they, wait, wait, wait. That, I think are, that's they, false. They, I think that's fake news. Is they, it? I don't think they officially voted against it. The two teams that voted against it were Tampa Bay and shit. I don't know. There, I think there was another one. Maybe Columbus? I'm not sure. Check that out. Do you have your computer? I do. See, I the article was it was from it looked like it was from a Pittsburgh um uh Pittsburgh source. Really? Well, double check that. Let me run through this. Um so anyways, see this would be a uh based on basically the <laughs> now this is where it gets convoluted a little bit. The top 24 teams that are in the standings now would basically compete into in a, two small tourneys. So the top four seeds, would, uh, which will be based on standings point percentage, so one for each division in hockey, uh, would have their top seed. They would get a bye through what would turn out to be a best-of-five first round played amongst the 5th through 12th seeds. So while the top four are having that buy, they would also pay, play a three-game uh, tournament that's a play that during the play-in round, which would be the 5 through 12 playing, to yeah. determine the seeding. 
So it'd be a round robin. They'd each play each other once. Right. For yeah. the, the seeding. Yeah. So round robin to figure out the seeding on the top four teams. A head-to-head divisional matchup for the play-in based on standings now. Well, conference, actually. Because uh, Carolina will face... That's right. Based on conference. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a couple... Actually... I just said that. Yeah. The only Metro matchup is Columbus and the Islanders. Right. Uh, every other matchup is Metro versus Atlantic. And you were correct. Uh, my my information was bad. Okay. The only two teams voted against it, Tampa Bay and Carolina. Okay. Which is weird because they, they both make the playoffs in the system. But the Penguins did vote yes. So that was fake news. Right. But it it's not unimaginable because that's a shit bum organization and they would probably bitch about anything you know and talking about the penguins like how lucky does an organization have to get they're injured they're on their way to playing themselves out of a playoff spot as if the season returns then the penguins mario lemieux and Sidney crosby develop covid19 in their basement and release (laughs) it onto the public and and that's what happens that's how they've done it and the NHL is just not even batting an eye. I don't know why there's not some sort of investigation around this. Um, yeah, what, what's uh, what they call it a commission, right? When the when the government, so they need a they need a, a penguin commission here, like the Warren Commission yeah. for JFK. Right. They need they need some sort of investigation yeah. carried out by the FBI or something, probably. Yeah. Um, basically, the Penguins are the root of all evil and just a shit organization. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were bitching about the playoff bracket as it is right now. Well, so the um, Penguins would have Montreal in the first round. In the in the East, the top four teams are Boston, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, and Washington. Mm-hmm. And the top four teams in the West are St. Louis, Dallas, Las Vegas, or I guess they just go by Vegas, and yeah. Colorado. Right. Um, so, so you could see a Philly... You could, you could very well see... A Philadelphia Penguin series and a Washington Penguin series as what it always should have been an Eastern Conference final. Yes, this is the chance to see Pittsburgh Washington in a conference final. This this is the year that it could happen. Right. Um, so that would be exciting for hockey, terrifying for both teams, because as much as it would be it'd be both exciting and terrifying. If you're a Pittsburgh or Washington fan, have that matchup in the conference finals. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much. I mean, yeah, the second round's one thing. And and you get that, like, yeah, that might be the hardest matchup that you play all playoffs like it was for the Penguins in their back-to-back cups. But, y- you know, you you always have, like, well, we, we went on to win the Eastern Conference after that. You know, you always have that scapegoat to be like, yeah, well, we obviously jumped off you and, on, and beat somebody else, right? So, right, yeah. It's like... It's one of those things where, like, I feel like you'd rather play in the second round even though you bitch about it because it would just hurt that much more to lose to that team in the conference finals. Right, right. Um, and, hey, who who the hell knows? Uh, but that is a potential possibility, a Philly Penguin series and a, and a Washington Penguin series. The seeding right now would be a little different. I mean, I'm looking at this bracket chart that that I pulled off the internet, and it has you know like the the Panthers and the the Hurricanes playing each other, and then the winner of that would play Washington. But that would all depend on the round robin in the right. conference tops top four 
uh, standings round robin, like the the top four seeding round robin. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, it doesn't it doesn't include that's based on the current one through four. Right. That doesn't take into effect what could or couldn't happen. And I was seeing on NHL.com, they're looking at a possible eight to nine sites. Okay. Um, so, you know, they're probably still going to have to nail down that. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously this is like, this is great news because they've acknowledged we have, we're, we're, you know, backing up, we're, we're, we're cashing the checks that, that our that our mouths cat or the our mouths wrote earlier this season saying that we are going to come back and we are going to have a season we are going to award the Stanley Cup. They seem to have created a system where this this could happen. Um, I don't want. I mean, there's a ton of implications here, uh, and I don't know when the draft if the draft is still slated to go on before the cup is awarded because. I, at, at one point, I thought it was like what June, Polly? Was that the? They said yeah. they were doing like July first or June or something, as normal. Whenever the normal draft day is. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think they should just plop it between the cup and the delayed next season. Yeah, that would that would make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, set the rules, but like if they are going to do the draft early, there is a potential for the team that wins the cup to win the lottery. Uh, with it before if it happens before the cup gets awarded right and the nhl is trying to eliminate that which i agree with that's ridiculous if you know your team yeah. looks at the penguins would luck out with that right that would happen um but with us being the caps i don't know i don't think that that would that would work very well in our favor favor um in any case i mean what's your thoughts on how they're going to look when they come back how many of these guys have been working out, do you think? Well, I mean, according to social media, it looks like they're staying relatively in shape. Uh, yeah, they're some not of the getting top on the ice performers, now. though. That, some of the like, yeah. main guys, but I mean, we're talking, you're talking the whole team here. I mean, what do you. Well, that's honestly, the thing. You, go ahead. No, I was honestly like, what do you like? Tell me what you think. Well, I think they're not getting on the ice. Ice rinks are closed. Fair. Um, yeah. There might be some guys who have a connection that I mean, because not everybody's gonna melt the ice. So maybe these guys are able to like pay the local rink and get some ice time. But I think they're gonna look rusty. It's you know I, I was gonna equate it to the World Cup um, a little bit, but those guys had a chance to get on the ice in the summer, and you know the World Cup probably would have been more exciting if they took you know if, if it was mid-season mm-hmm. but it was still good hockey preseason but it could have been better sure i think this is different because they're they're probably not getting to skate like they want to so they may be in good shape as a human but right. they're probably not going to be in great hockey shape so i i think if they don't give them three weeks two three weeks even if they do give them it's going to be they're going to be rusty but I, I think we're going to, you know, that first round is going to be very sloppy. Yeah. And you know what I think it's going to look like is when after the year long lockout. Yeah. When they first came back in the preseason there and in like the first 20 games of that, that season after lockout was just even the half year lockout was just slop. It was, it looked messy. It, it was not 
great hockey being played. Um, but at this point, I don't care. I, I get out there, change the mindset. You know, as as hockey fans, we should kind of like think. And while this sucks in the moment, there's definitely a big point in history where we're going to be yeah. able to look back and be like, remember that? Remember that time when when the Penguins released COVID nineteen, and <laughs> just because they were going to miss the playoffs, and and now you know they they came back to get to get swept in the first round. Well, you know, I, I see a couple of different points here that are going to play a big impact. One, this is going to set a precedent. So in the future, if something like this happens, either we know that there's a system that works or we know don't do this again. And two, um, this is going to benefit a hot start type team. So how many times do you have someone who's hot in October and November um, and then – they fizzle out, you know, like Tampa Bay last year, right? They were hot all season and then got swept in the playoffs compared to St. Louis who sucked and then got hot in the second half of the season. And people say it's all about getting hot at the right time. This is going to be like a brand new season. So this playoff is going to benefit a hot start team compared. This is going to benefit sprinters compared to marathon runners. Sure. It'll and, be I a mean, whole new feel. Yeah, and a lot of guys are going to return dudes from injury. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it, speaking of hot start teams, the Washington Capitals are a hot start team uh, generally in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that benefits Tampa Bay and Washington in terms of hot starts, in terms of getting back injured guys. Pittsburgh and Colorado probably benefit the most here because they were – Pittsburgh lost Gensel, and they just traditionally are a hurt team. They need to improve their strength and conditioning program, I think. Right. And the Avalanche have, you know, Calvert and Rantanen and Grubauer, and McKinnon's had a couple injuries this year. So I think um, if, if you're looking at who's benefiting the most from injury rest time, it's mm-hmm. definitely Colorado and Pittsburgh. So those are two teams to really watch out for because Colorado was a cup – contender as it is right another two uh, teams that i'd I'd throw into that who are going to benefit from getting healthy players back who could be dark horses in this in the grand scheme of thing you know obviously we're concentrating on the caps you know if we do play the canes how that's going to match up the tampa bay lightning uh obviously always that that powerhouse team that just hasn't gone over the hump Philly, who was surging, and you know the the lockout probably crippled them and the Rangers the most, and that's who I'm going to go with. The Rangers and Columbus both benefiting big from being having having this time to rest up and get players back. Yeah. Um, Columbus low key had like everybody injured along with all like half their team leave in the off season, though they were yeah. still clawing clawing away for a playoff matchup. Totally. And, uh, you know, looking in the West, I think the winner of the Chicago Edmonton series could be scary. Right. Because uh, there's a lot of potential on both of those teams. I know Chicago has struggled, but they've got a lot of winning experience there. And once, you know, this is just, you know, the playoffs, it's always, you never know what's going to happen. And I feel like this is that on steroids. So you've got Dreisaitl and McDavid that could power a really good surge. And then you've got that core that won three cups that could power another surge. So 
I think there's going to, you know, it it's going to be a very unex- if, if you fill it out a bracket, I think it'd be very unlikely that anyone or okay, I'll say this. I say 1% is the max of people filling out a correct bracket with right, what's totally going correct. On. No, I I'm I'm with you. Um you know, you you look at that too and okay, so I just did the math in my head. If they do seven game series, it's seven, seven, seven. So that's twenty eight games plus the five game play in around. So the maximum games you have to play is thirty three. A thirty three game stretch, which you know, you obviously if you go in and sweep or if you go in and win in a few games, you know, that that number drastically shortens. But you're right, man. I mean, what do you gotta knock off? Uh eight nineteen wins? Yeah, you know, you yeah, your typical playoff games. plus a three out of five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, like looking at like that, the Oilers and Blackhawks series. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just super partial to that right now. It's gonna be. I, good. I think it's what it's gonna be a good series. I think it is. And then they got to go through Dallas, which I don't think is super challenging. I mean, they, Dallas has the opportunity or the ability to be dangerous, but right. I think Edmonton and Chicago could win those series. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for that. In another series that could be good is um, Vancouver and in, in, uh, Arizona. It'll Dude, be nice that those teams have a chance. I was just gonna say, like that on the West. That's the series I want to watch is Vancouver versus uh, the Yotes. Man, I mean that I. What do you expect? I I don't even I don't know those teams very well, but you know, I feel like that's such a and you know for lack of a better word, kind of a basement uh, matchup that they could go in, kick some ass, whether it be a short series or a long hard fought series, you know, all the way to five, mm-hmm. and carry that momentum into a sleepy Vegas, and run a seven game series with them, and then you're looking at you know second round of the playoffs, right? And um. I know Paul Bissonnette, he really wants a uh, a desert rivalry. So this would be a chance for Arizona and the the Golden Knights to really develop a good series or a good rivalry. Yeah. Sorry, could you say that again? My my voice meter cut out. My bad. Um, Okay. I was getting (laughs) I was getting a little bit of uh, echo on myself. Sorry about that. What was what were you, what were you saying about Biz Nasty? What did he say about he wants the desert so, rivalry? Yeah, so he he was he really thought that that was a chance for Arizona to develop a good rival is with Vegas. So if the Coyotes can win that series, and then if they have like a nice heated series with the Golden Knights, that okay. could you know spark that this might be their best chance to really spark a good desert rivalry. Sure. That makes sense, and it would be great for hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everyone that I've talked to that's been to Vegas and you know just taken in like how the town has embraced that team, uh, everybody. I mean, it's not fake news, man. I mean, the the, the Vegas the Vegas locals are one hundred percent on board with the Golden Knights. That is truly a. I mean, they have a fan base. It's it's not fake. So, yeah. uh, passionate fan base. I mean. Them and versus you know Phoenix the the Phoenix and or the the Arizona fan base. I mean, going from Phoenix to Las Vegas that would be uh, and I feel like that would be kind of a pretty good uh, travel for fans too. You know. Yeah, I mean Vegas only has like the Sharks. 
that's like their only rivalry, and the Coyotes have like no one. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So, Paulie, I mean, you know, going back though, I mean, obviously the the Yotes, the the Canucks, that series has a ton of impl- implications, um, and you know, obviously it's going to depend on the seeding who they play in the next round because d- during the round robin. So there's so many things still up in the air, uh, cap stands, but a a one that would be great to see. And this would have to happen in like the second round of the playoffs, but a battle of Alberta in the playoffs. So, you know, I mean the, the flames in Winnipeg would play each other and, and you know, who knows who comes out of that. I want to lean towards the flames, but that's another team that just hasn't got their shit in one pile to get over the hump and make a deep run. Uh, and they would have to get through whoever the top seeded team is. And so would the Oilers. So like it would be two underdogs, quote unquote underdogs would have to make it in and get and basically upset their top seeded, uh, opponent in the first round of the actual playoffs. But what a second round that would be. Yeah. Um, I think school hockey, baby. Yeah, um, it, this this is just exciting because we have the opportunity to see some stuff that wouldn't happen. Yeah, and, and everybody who's saying this is an abomination, like shut the fuck up. We're getting hockey back, okay? Um, yeah, you know, I said in the in the Slack, like you know, I'm gonna be like a Penguins fan here, and I'm gonna watch the shit out of what happens at the rest of this season. Just like the Penguins fans watch Sidney Crosby, and even if it's a, a shitty shit product that is flopping all over the ice and taking dives and cheap shotting people in the nuts from behind, I'm still gonna proclaim it's the best in the fucking world. Okay? Yeah. You know, I I, <laughs> I actually I wanted to get this point and I forgot to as we got deeper in the conversation. If you are sitting there and think let, let's say this right now, all right? I don't care who wins. Whoever wins is is a goddamn Stanley Cup champion. Right. I don't give a fuck. It is it is no different than any other year, and you're not going to put a little asterisk next to this winner because no one does that to Chicago on the shortened lockout season. So I don't care who wins they right didn't now. Asterisk Chicago. What's that? There's no asterisk next to Chicago on the. On I the mean, half there there might be okay. in the official record books, but um. I see what you're saying. Like, as fans, people just say they won three in six years, you know? No one says they're not real Stanley Cup champions because they only played half a regular season. So whoever wins this is the equivalent to every other Stanley Cup champion. I mean, they only got the regular season cut by, like, ten games. Right. And they're still going to have to work through the playoffs. If they're a lower seed, they had to work harder. And if they're one of the seeds that gets a bye... They just played a normal NHL playoff. Right. And, well, Polly, to your point, though, there are a lot of people that detract from the show, especially after the Penguins have won three in, in quick succession. There are there are teams or there are fans that detract from Chicago's success during the lockout season. Um, still, I, I don't see it. I, I don't I think that this situation is even more is even closer to a regular season than the halfway shortened season that the ha- the Hawks played and got that cup. I would consider them both the Stanley Cup champions. Right. 
I mean, so yeah, you know, you're always going to have those shitty detractors, right? Yeah, and and if you're one of them, shut up because (laughs) we're getting hockey back and let people be happy. Exactly. Like these guys are all professionals. (laughs) They've all worked their asses off to get here. Right. Don't shit on their parade just because, as a fan, you had to watch something a little bit different. Yeah, and honestly, so like people that are hockey fans that aren't seeing the opportunity here are very short-sighted and Mm close-minded. We have an excellent opportunity to figure out, to pilot a different playoff system that a lot of people have complained. I mean, tons of people, how many people have complaints year in and year out about the playoff system? Why do the Caps and the Penguins play in the second round? That should be an Eastern Conference final. Blah, 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 blah. Like, why don't they reseed after every round? Blah, 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 blah. You know, here you're kind of getting a little bit of a mix of that. Right. This it could be looked at as an opportunity to test some data and test some test how it goes. Uh, maybe changing the format in the future or leaving or seeing that it was a complete clusterfuck and keeping it the way that it is. So I'm excited about it. It's going to be new. It's going to be something fresh. It's already the most epic time to be watching any sport whatsoever. This is going to be great. I'm. I have no complaints. I was just hoping that they weren't going to like cut it down to less teams. I would like more. I actually would like more teams to be in to give it more credibility. I feel you know because if you beat if you win out of a twenty four team tournament, I feel like that's a little bit better than winning out of a twenty team tournament. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't even be upset if everyone had a chance and they just had like one game play ins for the remaining seven teams. So I would say no to that only because you're really, and for draft purposes as well, you're really giving those ship bum teams a chance that I don't think they deserve. Can you imagine though? Like the the Red Wings? Yeah, like that would just be insane. (laughs) We got to ask the Klink brothers if they would take a decade of not missing the playoffs to win the cup this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's like in the NFL, a couple times, like, a team has won their division with, like, a 6 and 10 record. Like, right. and imagine if that team ended up winning the Super Bowl, like, at best, they'd be 500. Right. Like, that would be that kind of possibility here. And I think it would just be cool to see just because, you know, like, fuck the system, right? Right. Everything's fucked, anyways. Might as well just completely lose our minds, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you, <laughs> play those play-in games and work your way through all those series, who can say you don't deserve it? Because it's not right. like a fluke, a one-time win. You know, you would work your way through the whole thing. But I think the system they developed is probably the best option. Uh, right now, um, you know, because obviously we were huge proponents for playing the last 12 games selfishly because we wanted Ovi to start passing more more people, which he would have if not for this this ending of the regular season. Now we're going straight into playoffs. Um, playoff stats are going to look weird probably this year because I'm, I would, I don't know how they're going to do stats. You know, yeah. in this first round. So since the Caps are up top, is this a playoff stat? Are these playoff goals that Ovi's going to be scoring? I want you know I wonder where these stats are going to line up. I don't think it should be regular season. Do you? No, I think they should just add it to playoffs. Honestly. Yeah, and because so a lot of things still are up in the air, but the momentum, and as we talked about, hockey is a game of momentum, 
is moving in the right direction for having the Stanley Cup being awarded. Um, and Polly, you know, I have not forgot about that bet. I haven't brought it up in the, the Hockey Podcast oh, Network Slack. I started thinking about it as soon as this came out. <laughs> but I have not forgot. And there are two people that have clearly come out and said that we were going to be wrong and they're going to have to pay the price. There's just no, no, no two ways about it. They're going to have to video themselves, chug in some beers. I think Richie Flores from, from the, uh, the Yotes pod, he, uh, he only said he would do one Smirnoff ice. Yeah. You know, I'd take an ice though. I'd like to see him get iced yeah. here. Side story real quick. Okay. I was hanging out with my, um, with my wife and her friend who just happens to be my cousin. But anyway, so we were hanging out with her and um, we were introducing the dogs and my dog was being all crazy. And so um, she needed to go for a walk anyway. And so I took her for a walk and I came back and in addition to the, we, we each got like sandwiches and salads from a local pizza joint. Okay. And they also had some Buffalo chicken dip that they reheated and they kept being like, Hey, don't you want some buffalo chicken dip? You should really eat some. And I was like thinking like I'm back in like seventh grade and they're like, hey, man, eat this. You know, like when people used to fuck with food. <laughs> yeah. And so like I, you know, like I grabbed it. I went, I stuck my hand in the tortilla chip bag and took a big scoop out of the buffalo chicken dip. And I was like, it's fine. It tastes like it did beforehand. Like why you guys keep like laughing. Okay. And so then I decided to go back for more. Those okay. motherfuckers, they put. <laughs> They iced me. They stuck a smeared off ice in the chip bag. That's why they wanted me to eat. It. I was like, and and it was fresh out of the fridge. I'll tell you this: if you're going to chug, for those who are going to have to pay the price, if you're listening, you want to you want it warm. You don't want to chug cold. Yeah, uh, smeared off ice. I, I had a I had a tough time with that smeared off ice because it was so cold. So if you're going to chug, you want you want something room temperature. I promise you that. But yeah, that's it. It's like a random ass Monday or Tuesday night hanging out with my, my wife and my cousin. And they were like, they thought it was a good idea to ice me. Wow. I didn't even think icing was still a thing, but apparently it is. Uh, yeah, I got another story. I'll tell you real quick. When oh, I was, okay. When story I was time with Polly Cupcakes the... now. What's that? Story time with Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, step into my confectionery. Uh <laughs> So I was in Iceland in the summer of 2014, and the trip just happened to be during, like, my birthday happened during the trip, right. and it was a, a college trip. Yes. And um, so we went out for my birthday, and they proceeded to ice me throughout the night. Like, Relentless. And, you know, it's it's just fun to say, like, got iced in Iceland, I guess, but, <laughs> like... Like we went to this place and the, the, the drink special was like a beer and a shot. So in like 10 minutes, I already downed a beer and a shot. And then I just like turned my head and there's, there's a smearing off. I probably, probably got iced <laughs> five times throughout the night. Um, we ended up getting separated and I got lost in the capital city of Reykjavik. I think we, we mentioned that in the Steph Brunner interview. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Smirnoff ice can really accelerate the evening. So, Ice responsibly. Yeah, it should gives you heartburn if you do too many, man. Maybe it's old. Yeah, it's all the sweetness. It probably it's all the sugar. Yeah, I don't know. That would, yeah. that would send me on a on a bad trip, man. Not, nah, I mean, yeah, man. I'm more in, I'm more of a beer guy, beer and whiskey guy, or a beer and hard liquor. But 
Yeah. yeah. When you start doing those sugary things, it's that'll fuck with you. Um, yeah, they're they're okay if you're just sitting around, but if you drink too much, it just does weird stuff to you. Right, right, right. Um, okay. We'll, we'll talk caps. Yes, we are caps fans. You know, we are going to have hockey again. We said it. We're always right, and that's just how it goes. So, let's talk. Let's let's get let's wet our whistle um, with a little caps talk. Hey, eh, Paulie. Let's do it. Take her away, cupcakes. All right. So before we get into today's special player, um, I mentioned that the NHL on NBC is doing a bracket of all-time rosters, and the Capitals beat New Jersey in the first one. They faced the Islanders in the second round, and they ended up losing. Um, The percentage vote was the Caps grabbed 47 and – New York Ooh. got 53, so it was close. Uh, as I said before, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Gartner with the forwards, Carlson and Gonchar on the blue line, and Braden Holpe in net. The Islanders, um, only one guy from this generation. They had Tavares, <laughs> Johnny Cupcakes. That's wait, where wait, I got wait, my wait, nickname wait. from. They put Tavares in there, huh? Well, yeah, cause, so these, these, these are based on your time with the team. So, you know, the majority of his career, his success has been with the Islanders. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. And yeah. So, it, like, I'm sure Montreal's team does not have Tavares. And that's why uh, we didn't get Scott Stevens or yeah, Al exactly. or any of those. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your success with an individual franchise, not your all time best. Like, the Blues probably don't have Gretzky because sure. he was only there for like two years. Right. Right. Um, okay. So they have, they have Johnny T. They've got Trottier. Is it Bossy or Bossy? Mike Bossy. Bossy. Yeah. Potvin in person. <laughs> Did you just ask Billy... me how to pronounce Mike Bossy's name? I don't know. I've, <laughs> I feel like there's another there's another hockey great with a last name Bossy. Uh. All right, Polly. We might have to edit that out <laughs> just to, <laughs> just for credibility. Well. These guys are all like before I was born, right? They're they're like the dynasty yeah. of the eighties. Yeah, but they're still legend. It's Mike fucking. All right, yeah. Anyways, so anyway, wait, go and then to, Billy Smith got, in net. Billy Smith. Yeah. Okay, I'm not familiar with that guy, but yeah, Trottier is the only name I'm like really familiar with. I mean, I, like I knew. That's what I'm. T- I'm. I'm. It's just because I got bossy confused with another athlete. That's the only reason that why I asked how you say his name. Uh, okay. Anyways, so <laughs> all right, so. I'm so I'm I'm off the fucking rails after that one. What? Yeah, they had Tavares, Trottier, Bosi, Mike Bosi, <laughs> Mike Bossy, right? Yeah, Potvin, Potvin. Which which Potvin? It just has their last name. He's got a okay. C on. Okay, yeah, all right. And okay. a Jofa helmet. Right. I think it's Felix. Um, person, the other guy on D P E R S S O N. Okay. Um, and Billy Smith and Net. So, like I said, I, th- I think that's their their f- most of those guys are from their four cups in a row team. Grumpy old man right now is probably having a fucking heart attack because he's he- pulling out whatever hair is left on his head. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be a clip. We're clipping that and we're putting <laughs> it out there, and I'm going to tag him in it. Oh uh, man, he's going to hate me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to get back on with them just so he can rip me a new asshole. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the Islanders ended up beating the Caps. Um, and uh, speaking of Caps, since this is the wraparound, let's talk about one of the treasures of the current team, TJ Oshie Oshbabe. Oshbabe. Uh, he's from Washington State, but he moved to Minnesota in his uh, high school time. And he was a finalist for Mr. Hockey of Minnesota because he had a very successful high school career which is a he big was, deal in minnesota it is when you it's when you look like when you see the um state finals for hockey they sell out the wilds arena which is just crazy for, for high, school, high school, school fucking hockey right yeah like there's junior teams that don't sell out that much um so he was selected by the st louis blues with the 24th pick in the 2005 NHL draft, he then went to North Dakota, a uh, very, very prestigious hockey program. He set a school record and led the NCAA with nine game-winning goals as a freshman. And he was named to the WCHA, which is the Western Collegiate Hockey Association, all-rookie team um, for uh, uh, after a 24-goal, 45-point season as a freshman he finished his three-year career with 59 goals and 142 points in 128 games pretty good that is pretty good yeah uh october 10th 2008 is when he made his nhl debut a couple weeks later he got his first nhl goal in a loss four to three loss to detroit um he finished his time with the blues with 310 points in 443 games. During that time is when he really became someone on my radar, probably most people. Um, honestly, I didn't know who he was before this. Right. In the Sochi Olympic Games, on February 15, 2014, he had his famous shootout success against Russia. It was probably the most hyped-up group league game um, you know, qualifying right. before the medal round, and pretty sure USA and Russia, neither one of them really did much in the elimination round that year. Uh, Team USA, I think, lost in the bronze medal game. Yeah, but no medals for Oshie, either team. Yeah, um, and Russia, the host team, I don't know if they even qualified, but um. When they were playing Russia, they ended up going to overtime in a shootout. They had a nice back-and-forth game. Oshie shot six times because in the uh, international hockey, you can shoot a guy as much as you... I think I think you have to have three, and then anyone can go as many times as they want. Right. So, so three Oshie different, sh- but then you can go with your first guy again and again and again and again. Exactly. So okay. Oshie shot first and then fourth. And then four more times. He scored four out of those six attempts. And uh, he scored the game winner in the eighth round following Evgeny Malkin getting stoned by Jonathan Quick. Dude, just one second there. What type of pressure is that? I hate going in the shootout for my beer league team. You know? Right? Plus I the fuck fact that, up that all the time, and your coach is saying, "Hey, we have America's best, yeah. and you're going to keep going." Like they had, right? You know, you talk about some scores. They had Phil Kessel, Joe Pavelski, 
Right. Patrick Kane. Yep. Like you're you're Patrick Kane's rival. <laughs> all right. You see this guy in the division all the time. And your coach is like Patrick Kane is nasty. Right. And Dan Balsma said, Nope, TJ Oshi, keep going. <laughs> that is insane. That yeah, and I mean the amount of I mean, he was so cool under the pressure and just when he won it, I mean yeah, yeah, it wasn't it was a it was for qualifying, right? I mean it was for the round robin, basically. So that every game, every point matters there, but at the same right. time, like it wasn't a, a huge game, but I think that that kind of stunt made it a huge game, definitely for Americans. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And at that stage, you know, on on that stage, you're playing mm-hmm. Russia in the Olympics. While it might not be an elimination game, that's still huge. Absolutely, it's very much a rivalry. I'm sure. Still. Yeah, and so you know that was, uh, you know, the Rus- Russia being the host country they didn't want to lose that game exactly exactly so (laughs) that's um i think they've recently been talking about it on twitter actually i think it was nhl on nbc's account uh calling him tj sochi um so uh if you want to check out nhl on nbc's twitter account and you can see highlight or on youtube you can see highlights of it he did some interviews so it was honestly probably uh, one of the, the obviously the best moments, one of the best moments in his career, um, and he's famous for saying, you know, someone called him an American hero. He said, <laughs> "I'm not an American hero. It's those people wearing camo that are." So nice, humble guy. Appreciates those for Memorial Day. That's a very appropriate time to bring up that quote. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, gotta love the American players, you know. Absolutely, and so not long after that, in the uh, off season going into the 2015-16 season, he was traded to the Capitals. He had his first goal, rocking the red, um, and he had a goal and an assist. I believe it was his third game as a Capital against Chicago. He had a, a power play goal in the first period, assisted by Kuzi and John Carlson, and his assist was on an OV goal in the third period. It was a 4-1 to victory against Chicago. Nice. Um, in 2018, he contributed 21 points in 24 playoff games, eight goals, 13 assists, with two game-winning goals, and that was when they won their first Stanley Cup ever in 43 seasons. And this past year, he's a 2020 All-Star. Uh, he was voted last man in, right? Yeah. 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 So the fans put him in the game, and uh, his NHL crew, well, so this year, you know, he got 69 games in. I think that's every game, right? Uh, maybe maybe he missed one. No, I think they're I think, 69. He he didn't miss any games. He's been Iron Man. Yeah, so he's got 49 points this season, and he's got 803 career games for 238 goals, 329 assists, a plus of 126. Damn. With 402 penalty minutes. And he's got four career overtime goals, 40 career game-winning goals, and he's got 1,660 shots for a shot percentage of 14.3. So, you know, what, one in... Damn near 20 this year. Damn near 20%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got almost 20. So, yeah, so this season, one out of five shots goes in the net. Right. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. He's got four game winners this year. Uh, you know, he's he's impressive. 165 power play points. This guy is he's important. He, he does it all. He does it all. He does. You know, he's a uh, I love he's a tenacious player. He's an accurate shooter in the hands, obviously, with being TJ Soshi. I and I, we've talked to him about him before. When he was in St. Louis, you know, I always I always liked him for being that type of tenacious player that would get in the corners and rough it out, dig for pucks, and then go to the net. Yeah. I never really pegged him as the skilled player that he has developed into at Washington. So he has that game, but he's also highly skilled. Yeah, he started off, you know, really gritty. Um, And now he, um, you know, he's shown that he's got hands he's got nine career shorthanded goals and 17 career shorthanded points right so he he really does he does it all yeah and and you uh, see that plus minus so he's not a liability out there either exactly 126 plus in his career that's crazy he would have to literally spend the next 10 years being the worst guy on the ice in the nhl to to ruin that yeah right Exactly, and I don't see that happening. So, so here's to you, Osh babe. You're the man, Osh babe. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's drink to Osh babe. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Oh man, um, and you know, uh, during this quarantine, he became a father of three. Was that his mm-hmm. third kid? Oh uh, boy. Yeah. I yeah. Think, so I think it's third. Yeah, he's got a he's got a very beautiful family. Uh, his daughters are adorable with the whole donuts thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, now he's got a little boy. So it's, yeah, he's, he, he looked, it looks like he's got a pretty good life. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if he doesn't finish his career with the Capitals, I hope that he gets to play for Seattle in the expansion. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. For that'd sure. be the only place I'd want to see him leave for. Right. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, we've got him for a few more years. I hope that that, that stays that way. I really love, uh, you know, he's getting older, but and the Capitals are one of the oldest teams in the NHL right now. But, but man, I mean, none of these guys are really showing their age. So, I love to see it. I love to see it. Um, and when we got Oshi, I was actually working with a guy who's a big Blues fan, and he and he was like, you know, we we got to get rid of him. They're, it had become stale in St. Louis for him. And I really think that when he came and got to play that skill role, so good on GMs to identify him as a skill player and, and put him in that role here in DC, he really excelled. And he's, I mean, you can see he won a cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, he's fit right in. It seems like he gets along with the guys. He fits in, in terms of play style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love his beer drinking through his shirt thing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what the hell that is. Just some fucking frat trick, but I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's on Oshbabe. Awesome. Nice work, Polly. Yeah. Another, I just want to, yeah, real quick. Uh, another product of college hockey. Uh, NCAA I, I, hockey. Yeah, I love to see what the NCAA is doing. It's It's becoming much more relevant. Uh, I hope at some point it becomes as relevant to pro hockey the way that 
college basketball and baseball and lacrosse and football are to their pro leagues. So uh, it's it's good to see that it's growing. It's good to see that it's getting on TV. It just keeps producing talented guys who make it in the NHL. And, uh, you know, good on Osh for his awesome career. Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, the NCAA is going to be a huge part uh, of of the plans moving forward, I'm sure. So, with that, we should probably kick it over to our sponsors. Give them a little shout-out here. Manscaped.com. They sell, amongst other things, the Lawnmower 3.0, which is designed for groin grooming. It's great. It's waterproof. has a light, so you can get into get into those sensitive areas. Nooks and uh, crannies. Yeah, all the... <laughs> All the nooks and crannies, you know, do the bat wing and just kind of, kind of go to town there. <laughs> they say if you if you trim the hedges, your tree will stand taller. Go to manscaped.com now and use code THPN to enjoy twenty percent off plus free shipping on products like the Lawnmower 3.0, which is their newest razor. And I'm wearing their the underwear that they sent me right now. Super comfortable. Uh, they have merch. They have other things there. Uh, like different colognes and things for your nether region and uh, just uh, other razors that are maybe not specifically for groin grooming, but even for your face. So uh, definitely a lot of products there. What's that? Keep it clean, boys. Absolutely. Nice and tight. Keep keep the boys clean, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Remember... Caps fans, manscaped.com, use code THPN, enjoy 20% off, plus free shipping. Do it, and thank us later. Right now, we're going to kick you off to the hockey Ocalypse LA slash Chicago, or Chicago slash LA, with the House of Hockey podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, hosted by Ray Ray representing the Chicago Blackhawks and Breezy representing the LA Kings. Awesome time. Uh, they do a hockey lifestyle, House of Hockey, like we said, podcast. A uh, couple females that are representing it uh, really well. Super knowledgeable. A great, fun interview to do. So we hope you guys like it. Caps fans, it's me, the hockey troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes, and we are being joined for another edition of Hockey Ocalypse by the House of Hockey hosts who are on the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got Ray Ray, aka the Hockey Lady, and Breezy. Uh, both of them are co-hosts of the House of Hockey Podcast. Uh, they do a a hockey lifestyle podcast, and the only 100% lady hosted podcast on the whole network. So ladies, how's it going? How's it going? Thanks for having us. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, um, you know, I ju- jumping right in here, you know, Ray Ray is a self-proclaimed, uh, Chicago Blackhawk super fan. Is that right? Ray Ray? Um, yeah, I've got my Hawks baseball hat on and shirt. I'm ready to talk all things Blackhawks. I'm, I'm from Chicago, and when you're from there, 
that's the only option you have for <laughs> NHL teams to follow. Right, right, and that, that's that's just good. That's just good, Homer. Homer uh, sympathies there, but uh, but Breezy on the other hand follows a multitude of teams. But I know that you guys are both um, right now uh, in Los Angeles, so she is going to, and she is a she is a true fan of the LA Kings, right, Breezy? I am. Yeah, I grew up watching the Kings, so yep, I would say probably my uh, my I would maybe not my number one, but probably my number one right now. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, they're, they're, were they your first love hockey love? Absolutely. Yep. I knew awesome. nothing more than LA Kings hockey. And then I kind of grew out and, and kind of found my own space and followed a couple other teams. So that's all it was. That's awesome. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Polly, we've, we've talked to a lot of the Canadian hosts on the hockey podcast network here. And, uh, it seems like up North, it's totally acceptable to have multiple fandom in multiple teams, but they just can't be like in the same division. Right. Yeah, uh, and part of that's probably because, like, you know, there hasn't been a good Canadian team in a long time, so they have to <laughs> have to develop a backup, which I can relate to because I I'm also a, a dual team fan. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. You, you're allowed to spread your love around. Absolutely right, and you know, I feel like in the United States, it's always you have to be like one team lover, but uh, I think that's a little bit of a gatekeeping on the whole fandom, you know, and. For me, as long as you're not a Penguins fan or a Pittsburgh fan, you're okay in my book. <laughs> True that. But that single team fandom is something that is a big, big Chicago thing. I think that's a big uh, Pittsburgh. I think it's an original six thing, too, as well. We're like sure. in those sorts of cities that have this deep rooted history, especially among the um, original six where like there is no other option like when you live there and you've lived there your whole life if i were to be in chicago and be like oh well i'm also a leafs fan like people would be like a leafs a leafs fan there we go there's english <laughs> people would be like uh then you're not a blackhawks fan right and, and like they would just be like well then no so okay or they would just think a little less of me Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and I completely, I, I completely agree with that assessment, but, uh, I mean, in that same vein, Ray, Ray, why don't you go ahead and just give us your thoughts on the Chicago Blackhawks briefly. I know there's probably a ton of to unpack, especially for the Hawks, but what was your takeaway, I guess, uh, from the, from the season thus far before the, the pause for the apocalypse or hockey apocalypse as it is? All right, I promise I will keep this short because I could go on for a long time about the the problems <laughs> that are happening with the Blackhawks. Right. Um, well, the Hawks ended the uh, the pause. They're last in the Central. They did make a brief though run for the wild card, like right around the All Star break, which is in true Blackhawks fashion. They do something crazy, and all of a sudden they're like kind of playing like they know what they're doing with hockey. Um, but then. During this pause, they fired their CEO and president, John McDonough, who's basically the man 
outside of the ownership for the team responsible for getting the Blackhawks to where they are today after um, old man Wurtz died. And if you don't know the history on the Blackhawks, there's like a deeper history um, with the team and the fans. And the the team was not broadcast on television. The home games were not broadcast on local Chicago television um, all my childhood and before that. The owner refused to, to do that and wanted fans to come to the game. So when the owner, old man words died and his son Rocky took over he hired this John McDonough guy um and Bowman and and Q and like all of this dynamic that really built the Blackhawks to be they were what the best team of the last decade obviously I mean three cups in 10 years and just Kane and Taze and all that so anyway so it's a, it's a little bit confusing right now as a Blackhawks fan because they only fired the CEO. They didn't fire Bowman or Colleton, the coach. So if you're going to fire a CEO, you do that so that you can bring in a new one who can then fire your GM and your coach, right? To say, oh, I want to bring in my people. But none of that, there's been no news since then. Sure. And I'm a little concerned about the ownership and the decisions they're making. I don't think this with the players are working. We have so many talented people on that team and there's no reason they should be in last place, especially below. Like, how are we below the wild? I don't understand. (laughs) And so there's a lot of things going on. And I think uh, a lot of the problem now is Bowman. And I think Colleton, the coach is just a victim of this sort of system and like when they let Q go two or three years ago, um, that was the start of the the falling apart. And sure. I think Q did not agree with Bowman and I don't think they were on the same page. And I think Q had stood his ground for all the years he did. And I think that's what made the magic that we had as in you know from 20 2009 basically until um what the hell year is it well whatever till 2019 like for over those like 10 years right and they've got to make some changes in the management i don't think it's the players i think it's the people in charge and not using what you have to the to the best ability yeah that was I a mean, lot longer of an answer but there was <laughs> a lot i had to say <laughs> No, that that's great. Um, and and I'll agree. I mean, uh, it seemed like uh, when when Quinville storms out of the owners' meeting, and then they make a move to trade for Brandon Sod again. Uh, right. And who was it? Panarin that they jettisoned. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the worst so. trade in Blackhawks history of recent times. <laughs> right. Sod right. for Panarin. Are you kidding me? Those right. two are not on the same. Those are not equivalent players. Sure. And um. And then you know the decisions to sign, you know, and say what you will about Taze and Kane. Uh, they do have inflated contracts at this point. I mean, uh, it seemed like only a few players there were were holding up about twenty percent of the cap, which uh, it's it's rough, you know. Uh, it, when especially when you know Kane is still still tearing it up, but but yeah. you know Taze is definitely you have on the to downside. you have to pay your boys when they bring you th- three Stanley Cups. Like you, they have to get paid. That's just how the system works, you know. Like if you, you have to pay them, and they're not like Sidney Crosby, who's willing to take a cut on his on his salary to to help the team and keep the salary cap going. <clears throat> Don't so. talk nice about him. Yeah, let's not. Please, no pot. 
you know you're on the Washington Capitals podcast. Mm-hmm. Please refrain from anything positive talking about uh, fucking Sidney Crosby. <laughs> uh, a better a better uh, I guess comparison I think would be. Nick Backstrom, who just signed for five years at nine million, which is a fucking steal. That's a that's a team friendly yeah. deal, babe. Right, Polly? Right. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my, that's all I got to say about yeah. that. <laughs> but right, I mean, you don't like Kane and Taze were not taking team friendly deals when that all happened because they were really young. They were right. coming off their entry year contracts. They yep. bring home the fucking Stanley Cup. They've got to, they deserve to get paid, and I'm not mad about it. They should be getting paid, and I don't think they should take team. They should not have taken um, team friendly deals. However, some of the def- the defenders, maybe like Keith <laughs> and um, Seabrook, those contracts are insane, and they. I would say Keith Keith delivers and performs every fucking night. Right. Seabrook, as we've now come to learn, has been suffering from full body injuries for the last like six years. He's had like four surgeries this entire season to replace yeah. like both hips and shoulders and like every body part. So, I mean, to his defense, he was really hurt and injured playing these last few years, but to be paid the way he was, I think that contract, that was some of the poor decision-making and contracts there. Absolutely. And I don't and- think you can replace Kane and Taze, but I do think, I think those are like some of the exceptions, like the Ovechkins of the world and the <laughs> player who shall not be named of the world. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, those kinds and the McDavid's and these mega guys and, and the Hawks just happen to have two of them. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and that's a fair assessment. I mean, um, and I'll have to agree, but, you know, let's let's kick it over to, to Breezy here and. What about the Kings, man? You know, I was such a huge fan when they were winning cups because they were just a great, you know, Dustin Brown, American, you know, Jonathan Quick was ungodly. Uh, What a great goaltender uh, there. But I I feel like maybe age has kind of set in and and maybe the the problems that the Kings had always had, I felt like, was scoring at will, right? Always Mm -hmm. a great defensive team. But, I mean... You know, you tell me what, what's what's it like being a fan, and and what are you seeing? Uh, I mean, it's been obviously a little bit rough the last couple of years. I think you know the beginning of this year, like actual year, like twenty twenty year, uh, they've been playing a lot better. But I think that there's a lot of our veteran players, like you said, Quickie and uh, Brownie, seems to be pretty good. I feel like he's almost gotten a little bit better. He's he's. I always kind of joke that he couldn't stay up on his feet, but he seems like he's skating <laughs> a lot better now. Sure. Um, even like Kopitar, I know Kopi and Quickie are, are suffering and they have injuries that they have. And I don't think they're 100% healed. I think that there's a lot going on that we don't really know about. Um, and even Carter, as soon as he kind of lacerated his Achilles, he hasn't been the same. So I think there are a lot of injuries that are kind of underlining for their performance and but I don't think it should be an excuse I think that they just need to to figure out what they need to do to to heal up and and be better but um age is definitely a factor but I think that there's a lot of guys that are you know up there in their their 30s and they're still able to perform so I don't think there's really too many excuses I just think that there's lack of motivation maybe um problems in the locker room and they just they need to figure it out. 
Wow. So you, you actually think that it's like a, it's a chemistry slash like a culture problem. Yeah. I guess in that sense. Yeah. I mean, even before, you know, when Toffoli was traded, you can just tell by the look of his face that he just wasn't stoked to be there. And um, again, this is just my personal opinion, but I do think there is lack of chemistry. Uh, You know, Tanner Pearson left, they kind of had that little click that they were going on with that seventies line. Now that was completely broken up. There's a lot of young guys that are in there that um, are kind of getting pushed up, pushed down. And they're just, they're not playing well with each other because they're, and they're also switching lines a lot. I mean, halfway through, you know, a line that'll get switched out. And I just think that, I mean, I'm not a coach. I don't know, but I, I do think that you need to, play with your line mates longer than, you know, maybe a shift or two uh, <laughs> sure. before you swap it up on them. So I, I think lack of chemistry is 100% also a, an issue there. Wow. Polly, that's a, that's a first for hockey apocalypse. A lot of, a lot of you know, a lot of fans and, and props breezy because a lot of fans will not admit that th- the boys aren't happy with each other. I feel like that's kind yeah. of a, a no, no to, to, say that about your own club what do you think Polly? yeah I, th- I thought it was a, a refreshing answer it was it wasn't blowing smoke it wasn't having blinders on you, you see that there's a problem and you're not afraid to talk about it <laughs> and I, th- I think more fans need to be like that right and it's not a hockey problem it's a, it's a it's a you know I don't know a diva problem whatever it may be but yeah so uh, <laughs> interesting take there awesome can Good I ask stuff. a question sure what breezy do you think does do you think part of that lack of chemistry has to do with the coaching change and like the lack of coaching from the Kings? Um, I don't th- I think you know the new coach that's coming I think he's doing a lot of good things I think he knows the team really well I mean he played against the team for so many <clears throat> excuse me so many years with the Sharks and um, I think that you know he knows what kind of needs to get done uh, I just think that the players are still so unmotivated and it. I think it's because they lose. I think once they start right. winning, I mean, as you can see, I mean, they had a, a killer winning streak before this whole thing happened and you can see that they were happy. Um, they were scoring goals. They were fast, but they just have been losing constantly. And so I think you're, it's hard to get chemistry when you're just mad at each other. You're mad at yourself. So I, I don't think, I don't think the coach is the blame. I think it's, I think it's the players. Wow, fair enough. I mean, uh, you know, Polly and I know a little bit about being on losing teams, so yeah. <laughs> Luckily, though, I I I will say um, what I, I mean. How how many how in two years? How many games did we win? Uh, the first two years that I played played with you in college, Polly, like three games. What did we win? Two games mm, out of twenty plus. In two those two seasons, we won two games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and they weren't even, dude, enough. the losses, the losses weren't even, clo- I mean, they were, they were, they were football scores. They were embarrassing. Like, like, <laughs> like imagine, down. A, 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 it, you know, three touchdowns to nothing. Like it was, <laughs> we were letting up goals in the twenties. It was, it was hard. Yeah. At some points, but so, you know, it, but Un- Hey, unthinkable things. Right. We, we got to fight a little bit, which was kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to do when you're losing? Right. Exactly. 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 There you go. 
So you guys get it. You guys get it. Yeah. You got to make yourself feel good. You got to bust somebody's face up so you can leave the game feeling a little bit better than you did when you started. Right. Yeah. Plus, Absolutely. you don't want to finish the game. <laughs> yeah. Just have some That's... physical presence there so you can't be blamed for, for not showing up. Best exactly. way to get out of the uh, shaking hands line is to get thrown out of the game. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Fuck these guys. I don't want to shake their hand. I'm going to go punch that guy in yeah. the face. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. Well, obviously, we brought you on for Hockeyocalypse, and this will be the first time that we're doing two cities in one epi. Uh, so it's Hockeyocalypse, Chicago slash LA. Um, who wants to go first on the first question? Which which city would like to go first? Breezy, you want to go? You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. All right, so, let's do it. Okay, so LA. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we got LA up. Okay, imagine. Hockeyocalypse. Your city is in total chaos, all right? Everybody knows at this point that it's fucking game over for the entire human civilization or whatever, at least in this city. Where are you going if everything goes to shit? Oh, boy. Uh, I feel like I'm the kind of person that I would probably just want to go on a road trip and live off the grid and just pretend like nothing ever happened. Okay, so is that what direction? I guess let's. Are you going? You going north? You going? I mean, because you know, L.A. I'm, I'm going to go north. I'll go north. Okay. north. Montana's been a big answer. Montana's definitely <laughs> where where I'm thinking. I like trees. I like rivers. Off the grid. I'm yeah. all. That's that's where I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's where the New York boys went. So yeah, you can meet uh, okay. Andy and and um and oh fuck what uh is it Jake. Polly, help me. Um, I don't. I don't do good with names. I'm. I'm not good for this question. The Broadway Boys podcast. Super yeah. <laughs> good friends with uh, with with the uh, Capster podcast. Um, yeah, the, the, he they they said um, Andy actually has said his mom lives in Montana, so they're they're bugging out to Montana. So uh, right. you guys can meet up there. It seems like a it's a good spot, and if you're able to kind of cross the border, you're in an even better spot. So I'll say, yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Ray Ray, you're in Chicago, right? Everything's going yeah. to shit. Uh, you know, where are you going when, when this when this happens? I'm getting on a boat. I'm living like Waterworld, Kevin Costner. Really? So are you gonna go yeah. to like the Great Lakes? I mean, if I if that's my short term solution, yeah. Um, if not, I'm going I'm going to Maine. My aunt's boyfriend is a boat captain. We're going to get on a boat and survive on the water. Okay. And, and by the way, we just blew past the Waterworld reference. I fucking love that. <laughs> Polly, have you fucking seen that movie yet? I've talked about it so many fucking times. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. I, as, <sighs> as soon as you started talking, I thought he's going to bring up the fact that he's recommended it and I haven't watched what it. What are you even doing in quarantine? Jesus, I know, Polly. Dude. Well, this I'm, was. Waste oh, some more time and watch some movies. God. And well, I do. Waterworld. I've been watching a lot of movies. <laughs> well, you're not watching the right ones, apparently. I guess don't so. even rent it. Go out and fucking buy it. Just buy it on DVD on Amazon. Get it sent to you, and it's Waterworld. And and what a movie it is. I loved that fucking movie. I'm gonna be honest, and I, I know that I'm probably gonna get throttled for it, but but we we've we've talked about this on this pod, anyways. I won't I won't go ahead and beat a dead horse, but um. Uh, <laughs> And so, 
I guess a follow-up question to that though is like in Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. Ray Ray, are are people looting? Are people losing their mind? Or are people getting shot in the street? I mean, wh- what? Do you- yes, 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 all of that. Chaos <laughs> is erupting. I mean, right. have you heard the news lately about Chicago or read any of the plots? <laughs> the city's like kind of already in chaos. Um, <laughs> it's called Chirac. We've got like the highest murder rate. Right. Property taxes are going up. The city's broke. There's an $838 million budget deficit that for the... Wow. It's, She's in it. There's <laughs> huge problems. Uh, so, yeah, people would be shooting up. But the people of Chicago are tough. We Fair, survive... Yeah some of the worst winters all of our lives like negative degrees wind chill like you've never seen your eyelashes are frozen your eyeballs are frozen i've lived it i can tell so if we can overcome that kind of strenuous living (laughs) for like good six five to six months out of the year they can overcome this so i think people would be resilient there would be a lot of chaos but we would still be making, you know, pizza and lasagna in the basement and we'd be fine. You know, we'd be like curing our meats and like making Polish sausage and dry aging it. And, you know, we'd figure it out um, somehow. Fair enough. You know, enough. Uh, talking about Chicago, I <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched The Last Dance at all. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Barack Obama was listed as Former Chicago resident. Yes, yes. <laughs> that cracked me up. I oh, chuckled yeah. to myself when I saw that. <laughs> and Bill Clinton was just—he was a former Arkansas governor. Like I get it; they right. were trying to make it relevant to what was going on. But Barack Obama, former Chicago resident. Like they couldn't <laughs> have put like former Illinois senator. Like that right. would have been enough. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Barack came up with that. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, no I doubt. guess maybe yeah, that's is. what he said to put. So yeah, and it's it's funny that uh that I think some old heads in D.C. could definitely relate to the whole uh, murder capital of the United States because I'm pretty sure for a while it was Chicago and D.C. kind of switching off. So mm-hmm. uh, so good stuff there. But uh, and and breezy, I mean, is is L.A. Obviously, we've seen a ton of things out of L.A. as far as rioting and and whatnot goes. You know, not that that's, that's a total knock on the city or anything, but. Probably yeah. another uh, like <laughs> Watts type thing, or I mean, what are you thinking? Uh, it's kind of the same uh, along the lines with Bri- with uh, Ray Ray here. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff going on in LA, but I also think that there's. I think you have like polar opposites. I feel like you have people who are rioting and this and that, and then you have people who are just like, "Oh, I'm just going to go chill at the beach for the next 24 hours." So. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much what you have. You have people rioting and then you have people swarming beaches and there's, and then there's few and far between. That's me. That just stays inside all day. So, right. Uh, yeah. 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 And it's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, for us, we'd probably just stay where we are because we live in the mountains, but, uh, you know, uh, the only, there's only been one person and that was Richie Flores from the, uh, from the sporty with, uh, Corey and Richie podcast. They, they rep the, uh, Arizona Coyotes, and he said he would just not do anything. And and Corey was like, "No, I'd be coming to pick you up, dude." <laughs> <laughs> Take you so. out of there. He wanted he wanted fancy whiskey and was just going to sit home. 
I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad idea, to be honest. Right. Yeah. You just kind of accept your fate, I guess, in that sense. But uh, speaking yeah, of what... You kind of need a shotgun, though. Like, you got to have <laughs> something to protect yourself with in your house, though. I mean, a, Break a the bottle. bottle can do some damage. Sure. Yeah. Not against somebody who has a gun. It, yeah, I guess you'd have to close it. They, you'd have to make a miss, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of the one item, okay. So, uh, Breezy, you get one item to take with you for, like, survival purposes for the apocalypse. And then okay. you get one item of, like, hockey nostalgia. Okay. What are you going to take? Um, I'd probably bring my Jeep. I got a Wrangler, so that thing that thing can run over some people if I need to. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then, you know, my family's, they're kind of like disaster freaks. So we constantly are always like, okay, if there's an earthquake, we can only grab one thing. Or if there's a fire, we can only save one thing. What would it be? And my answer, obviously, other than like my dog, there's always <laughs> right. this one item. <clears throat> you can see it behind me. It's my Wayne Gretzky signed photo that was actually signed by him himself. My brother got it and he, he gave it to me. So. I would say those are those are my two items. And now was yeah. this Wayne Gretzky as a king? It is. Whoa. Yes. It is. That's pretty solid. I think uh, that takes the cake for <laughs> Hockey Nostalgia yeah. Polly. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I met his dad at their restaurant and I got his autograph. So uh, that's <laughs> almost as dad? good. It's yeah, almost Wal- as good. Walter. <laughs> Good old Walt. Yeah, up in Toronto. I mean, nothing against Walter, but I mean, I think that's great. Well, but I think exponentially better is L.A. King Gretzky poster that is signed. Oh, definitely. Because he only spent a couple years in L.A., right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. So I mean, your your window there was small. So that that that's that's probably the best item I think I've heard on on uh, this series. Yeah, no doubt. I think you win. You're winning so far. So congrats, All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, now, uh, sorry to do this to you, Ray Ray, but you got to follow it up, man. I mean, what are you going to take for Apocalypse and what are you going to take for Hockey Nostalgia? Well, no competition, obviously, since you just declared Breezy the best thing <laughs> to take. So, I mean, there's no competition. Um, but I would take some sort of water filtration system, right? Because if I'm living on a boat... Um, water is the most important thing and you need, you need water to survive. You can survive without food, but you can't survive without water. Right. So some, I don't know what that is, but, um, some sort of thing to filter the water. So I have water and then I don't have any hockey. I don't have any autographs. I don't have, I have none, nothing like that, um, <laughs> but I would, <laughs> take, um, I would take my hockey stick okay. because I feel like it could be useful. Um, it's long. I can use it. Like I could put something sharp at the end. It could be like a, a weapon. A yeah. spear or something. A spear. spear, spear, spear it could fishing. be an oar. It could yeah, be an oar. Or a weapon. Or a weapon. Have someone. Yeah. Um, I think multi-use there. Uh, yeah. So and you can I'm just go. I'm thinking practical. Yeah. You can go Bardownski all the time too in the exactly. apocalyptic world. So that's like, that's perfect. It, it could help me reach, like if I'm on an Island somewhere and I need to reach a coconut, I mean, the stick, <laughs> it's 
get the coconut down. I mean, I don't know, this fruit, something like that, right? right and if right. it's taped and you have like, you know, a hole and you want to cover it up so you don't sink in your little buoy if you get a buoy. <laughs> buoy? Are they called buoys? Um, yeah, there's I buoys, think so. yeah. Yeah, the or buoy, the flotation device. Dinghies? Yes, flotation and, device. And um, yeah, moorings are, are another term. <laughs> Fun facts. Yeah, we're, right. we're we're becoming quite the nautical, um, you know, experts yeah. here in this pod. Um, okay, well, those are all great answers. Um, now, Breezy, say you have the foresight and intuition to foresee, you know, okay, LA is going to be on fire, you know, in the next few days, shit's hitting the fan. What is the last thing in your city that you have to go do before it's completely wiped off the earth? Ooh. Um, well, I, I think I told you before, I live in a pretty small city, so there's not much that I do here, but I'll say my surrounding city, which is, is very close to me, I'll say probably go to my favorite brewery. Okay. So I can stock up on some of their beers and they're, they're pretty good. And is uh, it a local brewery then? Like a local craft? It is. Yes. Do you want to shout them out or? Yeah. I mean, I I can't. I don't think they'll listen, but they're called Tarantula Hill. It's okay. super good. Super good. All right. Not like Golden local. Road or like Santa Monica Brew Works or anything like that. <laughs> Baby, Those are the I've only like, oh, you've never been. No, never oh, been. My Chicago comes out. I've never <laughs> been to that one you've been to either. But there's there's a couple of breweries here. And so, yeah, okay, so Breezy, what are you, you going to order? What's what's the number one thing you got to stock? Just one thing, like you you have, you get one beer. What are you gonna take? Uh, I'm a light beer drinker, and I think that their blonde ale is the best. All right, you know I can't Boring I can't hate answer, on that. But... <laughs> no, 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 that's cool because uh, I feel like a lot of IPAs are a little bit um a little bit overhyped in my eyes. I, I don't mind an IPA, I don't a good one. Uh, but right. But as far as it, the the spice and and whatnot, I think that they're a little overhyped in some senses. So not a big a little IPA too guy. Florally for my liking. Yeah, and the aftertaste tastes just like somebody farted in your mouth. So nobody likes yeah. that. Yeah, you got like cotton mouth, and it's just you need like a light beer to like follow up your IPA. It's just not good. Right, right. Like if I'm gonna get drunk, I want a lighter beer. Right, Polly. Right, because then you can drink more. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, Ray Ray, Chai Town, what, what, what's the last thing you got to do in Chicago before you boogie out? Well, it's like a, it's a, it's a day's worth of, uh, evening's worth of activity. Uh-oh. Okay. So I need to have thin crust Chicago style pizza. Thin crust? sausage. Yes. Mushroom and onion. It is a little known fact, but most Chicagoans eat thin crust pizza on the regular and deep dish is just like a special occasion pizza. Um, And we cut our pizza into squares and we make it like Italian style, not New York style with the puffy crust. Okay. Okay. It's the best. Like focaccio dough, I think is that. No, 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 not focaccio. No, no, not puffy like that. Not like doughy. It's, it's um, like crunchy on the bottom soft on the top like on the top layer of the bread okay but not like gooey but it's like crunchy like 
cardboard's the only way to describe it, but it doesn't taste like cardboard. It doesn't sound so um, appealing, but but I get it. No. So it's <laughs> sounds like, like our pizza. Yeah, it's I'm just like saying, is that the Carlos, Polly? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's uh we in our so it's called the Ohio Valley and it's basically like four or five counties in West Virginia and the the ones across the river in Ohio and um it's square pizza it's Mm -hmm. crunchy and some of them you even get it before the cheese even melts um so yeah we we're big fans of the crunchy pizza around here yeah it's like a a crunchy so you have like the crunch with the soft with the cheese and the yeah the dough and then so i'm eating that i'm eating a whole pizza going (laughs) to a blackhawks game at the united center so i can enjoy the madhouse on madison one last time and then i'm taking the L, the train in in the the public train, the sure. elevated train in Chicago. I'm taking right. that through the city. I'm taking the Brown Line to the Loop, so I can see the beautiful skyline. It has the most beautiful. Chicago is one of the best skylines, um, right on Lake Michigan. You can see all the beautiful buildings. Take that right. on out of there and get on my boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That sounds like a great evening. Absolutely. Wow. That's yeah. like a really great evening in Chicago, like right now, you know. If, yeah. If wants to. <laughs> yeah, if I'm That's ever like in Chicago. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, good stuff. Good stuff there, man. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. This is going great. Um, So now we'll kick it back to, to Breezy. Um, L.A., Right, a, a ton of different cultures and things like that. Uh, you know, yep. a big sprawling metropolis, if you will. What about your town, though? Are you gonna miss the most once it's gone? You know, it's it's all gone. But you know, if, ten years into the future, when you're like stabbing people in the face and like hunting <laughs> pigs with a knife, and you're like, oh man, you know, I just <laughs> I just missed this about L.A. It could be a feeling. It could be a place. I mean, you know, what are you gonna miss the most about L.A.? Oh, uh, gosh, I really, that's a tough one. I think there's so much to do and obviously Staples Center is a, a good place to go. Um, Universal Studios is always a good time. Uh, I would probably say being able to go to like Universal Studios because there's like the horror nights, there's the fun stuff. There is a water world tour that you do like a little i've been show. on it i've done that i've done that at yep. universal studios fucking yep. jet skis it's... flying around and explosions yep. loved it loved it yep you can't give away the ending to it so but right. that ending is is the good spot right there especially if you're sitting in the right location so i, I would say probably probably that okay all right yeah so just the the access and and the the amount of of hip cool shit, just awesome entertainment yes. stuff in true yes. LA fashion. And definitely, yes, and definitely avoiding the four hundred five still, even after it's been <laughs> demolished. Not going to miss that thing. Why do you think Breezy and I record the podcast in our own homes, even though we live in the same goddamn city? <laughs> the four hundred five. The four hundred five. Yeah. It would take us. It, it would cost us like three to four hours of our life to record oh a podcast in the same room together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For me to get the hockey troll, it takes about seven to 10 minutes. I just go up over a hill, hit a back road, pop out, drive up the high river for a few minutes. Boom. I mean, is yeah, you could be blackout like, and do it. 
I hit I hit two red lights along the way, and there's never more than like five cars at each light. Oh, yeah, yeah, not here. <laughs> no. All not right. Well. Uh, well, then, then Ray, Ray. I mean, what are you going to miss about Chicago? Because you know that again, these are both two towns with like a great kind of like spirit, if you will, to them. Yeah, I would miss Chicago summers. Chicago summers are the best. I would miss like not being able to go to North Avenue Beach, which is right in the heart of downtown, and you can sit on the beach and you have both views of the water and views of like the John Hancock. I think it has a different name, but it'll always be the John Hancock, like the beautiful <laughs> skyline. Um, and like being able to have like a Chicago summer like that. And, wow. and they're like the street fest, like they actually close the streets off in LA. They don't do that. Like right. they do it in certain places, but not all of them. Like if they have like a street festival, the, streets not closed off for the cars except for like two or three events here um but in summers in chicago any street festival like all you do is you get the permit and then like five blocks of that street's closed off and you can drink outside and like can't do that in la stupid at least not legally right not legally yeah (laughs) Yeah. um those are a magic paper bag right exactly (laughs) you know getting drunk in public is always a great thing right (laughs) <laughs> all right yeah so chicago summers um yeah. and then the all access la experience including universal studios and poly fucking water world okay yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right Polly, all right you just need to save yourself and like just watch the goddamn movie yeah dude quarantine's up i'll buy the fucking just- <laughs> i'll buy it i'll buy it and we can have movie night in my fucking house and we can just enjoy water world Yes. We'll just we'll we'll recreate our uh, our Game of Thrones watch parties. Just <laughs> exactly hammer hammer down a bunch of wine and watch TV together. <laughs> you only live seven minutes away from each other, for Christ's sake. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Two red lights away from each other. Two yeah. red lights, right? Exactly. Breezy and I live like eighty red lights and <laughs> five million cars away from each other. Eighty red lights. I'd say like eight hundred red lights. <laughs> <laughs> So many red lights. Well, hey, so many of them. You know what? If if this whole po- hockey podcast network thing takes off, you guys can take your helicopters to each other's houses. How about that? It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bad. All right. So h- here's our last question. Um, and you guys have been great, by the way. So thanks again for for coming on and, and enduring hockey apocalypse, uh, Chicago slash LA. But um, you know. And Breezy, we'll, we'll start with you as, as we have been, as per tradi- tradition, this this podcast. What's more likely, the world ending or the LA Kings winning a cup in three years? Um, You know, I'm being pretty optimistic here. I think the I actually think the Kings could win the cup in, in three years. The number wow. three. In, in three, <laughs> no less than three, you're saying. No less than three, but I think in three years they can win a cup. Whoa, whoa, Polly, Polly, what do you think about that, man? Well, uh, I think they have a bright future. I'm, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I think their oh young goalie, Cal <laughs> Peterson, is yep. going to recreate the Jonathan Quick magic in the future. Yep, I think. I, agree. I think. Yeah, I think. I think they've they've got the potential. To, to make some more magic happen, uh, even as they have all these older guys, they're 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 re, they're restocking the barn 
So I think, yeah, I, I, I can see where you'd say three years from now they have a chance. Right. In this season, you don't really know how the draft's going to gonna shake out. Right. You guys could land in a very, very nice spot. Uh, so, okay. Hey, you know what? That answer is is probably better than the quality of the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at who wrote right the there, question. But... <laughs> right, exactly. All right. I wrote the questions, by the way. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Ray Ray, what's more likely, the world ending or your team, the Chicago Blackhawks, winning the cup in three years? In Hands down, Blackhawks could win the cup in three years if Bowman doesn't fuck it up. <laughs> now, we're talking about legendary coach and GM Scotty Bowman, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy. You got to have a little faith, right? to fire Coach Q and bring in Colleton and force this poor Colleton guy to run these systems that are not working when you've got two of the best guys in the league. <laughs> and, oh, and I didn't even mention the fact that we traded Leonard instead of fucking Crawford at the trade deadline. Uh, what? Yeah. And, I mean... What? What? A bit what? of a head scratch. No, you get rid of Crawford. Both of them are are free agents at the end of the season. Leonard, Leonard is the future, not Crawford. I love Crawford. I am thankful to him for everything he did for us. But right. he has a lot My face of injuries. Look like you're thankful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's know, why did I say that? <laughs> I mean, he did a lot of great things for us. Mm. He had his years, but when you're looking towards the future, which Bowman claims he is all the time, well, who the fuck's the goalie going to be? What are you going to sign Crawford to another three-year deal? Uh, No, you bring back Scott Darling. Uh, I mean, ex Wheeling (laughs) Naylor. Yeah. Wheeling Naylor. (laughs) Scotty Darling. I would take him back. Um, Whoa. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're really just, you're really killing Crawford here. I don't know. I mean, Crawford's, (laughs) Had so many concussions. He's right. had so much. He's had a lot issues. of injuries. He was he was out not this year but the last year, like almost the entire season with a concussion. Right. And he's getting older. Um, I think it's time. I think it's time. He. I don't think his heart's in it nearly as much as it used to be. And um, and Leonard wanted to stay with the Blackhawks, and nobody gave him a fucking deal at the trade deadline. Right. He was like, I will stay. I will take. I will be. I will take a team contract. I will stay. And they, they did not give him a contract. They let him go to Vegas. And then the headline the first day after that trade was best goalie duo in all the fucking NHL is in <sighs> Vegas. And I was like, oh, Bowman, tell me, explain this to me, why you made this decision. And so, yeah. So if th- Bowman decides to get his ego out of the way and Ooh. actually let the players on the team work together and bring in a coach who can actually handle the star power and the young guys who are coming up that are actually doing really, really well. Um, If they can find the right coach and let them work it out, they, they could do it. Peter Laviolette. Well, yes. uh, Polly, don't give him this, give him away. Cause if Reardon gets fired, I'd like Lavi on our fucking team. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I think, uh, you know, Laviolette's taken three different teams to the cup. Again, former Wheeling, uh, got a Wheeling alum there. Yeah, probably one year yeah. with the Nailers. Yeah, um, but yeah, Chicago. You know, go ahead. 
Well, he he's just he's had a lot of success, and I think uh, between his his track record and what they have there, they have a good foundation. They just need, I'd say, some more defensive horses and a and a yeah. solid goalie. Um, that coach could really he, he'd be like the uh, the second coming of Q. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, look, no. I will agree. Colleton that... doesn't have it in him. I, I don't know. I think Colleton's a, a puppet for Bowman. <laughs> oh, no, I meant Love You Let. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll agree with you about Crawford, though, Ray Ray. I have always yeah. thought Crawford has been a mediocre goalie. He has done bare minimum in far as far as performance to get a stacked team to, mm-hmm. you know, win. And and that that's just been my assessment of Crawford throughout his whole career. Um, plus, if you if you ever you watch, I'm sure the winter the winter classic stuff. Crawford's kind of a dick. He doesn't want to be talked to by the media. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. I think, I mean, I think he's had a lot of off ice things happening. Right and challenges he's faced there and so that's not to be overlooked and um obviously that plays a factor in his game and i think he definitely emotionally you could see his game shift on a dime even during the years when we won the cup it was very unpredictable in in certain times sure and um i mean i i am thankful for for all that he did do but i don't think I mean, I think he was also a little bit of a, um, not what's the opposite of an asset of, uh, like a vulnerability like a to the team. A no, passenger. like a, vulner- a liability, a liability. Thank oh, you. Okay. Like a little, a little bit of a liability during those cup runs where it was sort of just kind of like, you know, like where you're going, I don't know if he can do it. And I think with somebody like Jonathan quick in his prime, you knew, and tell me if I'm wrong, Breezy, but like you, you would go like, I know we're good in goal. We've got quicks in goal. We're fine. Like right. we're not worried about him tonight. Or I don't know. Or what would you agree with that statement? Uh, in the past, yeah. In the this, past, yeah. Not in the last, last couple like, years. Right. No. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, there were, and I agree. There's several times where I thought Jonathan Quick was the best player on the LA Kings team for oh, yeah. a lot and he was super consistent um loved his lowdown style so mm-hmm. all, all good stuff there um <laughs> all right like, well i'll let me just put this final thought with crawford yeah like okay fine he's an asshole but you know off the ice or whatever that that has no real concern on me as a fan like if you're doing your job and you're doing it well and that's what you have to do do it because like um Polly, I think it was you who mentioned the last dance with the Michael Jordan stuff. Like, yeah, he was not a nice guy. He was not like your buddy or pal. And but he drove everybody to be better and to make the team better. So in comparison to that, like, do you want to be liked or do you want to be the guy who motivates your team and keeps everybody moving? You know, so um, I, I don't mean to hate on Crawford, but I just think at this point in his career, it's time. It's time to bring in some new, some new energy into the into the net. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know that's that's all I have for hockey apocalypse Chicago slash LA. Um, you know we like to give it up to uh, and and thanks a lot for coming on, guys. I know that you guys are thanks. busy and you're always churning out some incredible content. 
Um, you know, Breezy here, I think, has the most social media clout in the entire network with yes. with the uh, hunks <laughs> of hockey Instagram page. So, I mean, uh, take this time now to just, uh, you know, uh, plug anything that you're doing and, and you know, whatever else. You sh- how Where do where do the Caps fans find you? Because, you know, you're not though you are um, L.A. Kings fans and, and Chicago fans, your podcast and your whole your whole, uh, you know, guys's persona is more about just like hockey culture and stuff. So you're a good follow for really anyone who's interested in hockey. So, oh, you know. thanks, troll. You're so nice. <laughs> We Thanks. also Thanks. failed yeah. to mention that you're my you're my pseudo virtual hockey coach too. Yeah, absolutely. So you know we'll have to we'll have to get some more pracky in here soon for sure. Uh, yeah. You know I've but been sorry I didn't mean to take it away from Breezy. No, no I've been <laughs> no, I've been off the shelf it. for a long time. So beer league beer league my beer league team's going to expect a lot of me because Polly I think you can attest I'm by far the best player on our beer league team. So you know <laughs> maybe when I don't show up. <laughs> Oh, that's fired. You know, I, I was gonna say Ray Ray is the whole reason that the world knows what Hockey Troll's face looks like now. It's <laughs> yeah. true. Yes, I, I, I tell this story. I didn't even really know. I mean, like you offered yeah, to coach me. So during for, backstory for people who don't know, during quarantine, I decided to start learning to play hockey. I've never played, and troll uh offered up his his coaching skills to help coach me and teach me because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) and he was like but i don't show my face and i was like well that would be like kind of weird if we were live on instagram and i couldn't see your face or like see you showing me how to play (laughs) hockey you kind of have to show your face but i didn't know that this was like a thing yeah try to use the gorilla mask the, I don't the, know. Did you? No, I have this. I have this mask. Um, <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me get it. It's right here. And you know, I mean, he could have. That would have been fine. But I was like, well, I mean, if you wore like a paper bag over your head, that would be a little weird. I've got, and I'm holding it up now. I know you guys can't see, but I've got this like troll, like crazy Grim Reaper mask that I was going to uh, use. But uh, you know, at, when when it came down to it, I mean, it made a lot of sense. I feel like uh, in who cares about anonymity, I guess, because if the content's good enough, people are going to find out who you are anyways. So, right. uh, you know, I kind of I mean, just, you could always just go back to not showing your face. Right. Yeah. That I'm sure the fans would, would definitely appreciate that. Right. Polly. <laughs> no. uh, Pan- Pandora's box is open. Yeah. It's right. Funny. Yeah. Now well, do well, you I was kind of the that? same. I was kind of the same way. I mean, I, I had my identity hidden and, and Ray Ray had, it was like, we're recording this for you. You're showing your face. And I was like, okay, whatever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess funny. I have that effect on people. Oh, I mean, oh. I told her, I was like, look, you're gonna, you know, we, we should do video. We need to, you know, we need to put out breezy into the world. Um, sure. Are He's you like, okay hey, with just... that? <laughs> yeah. We talked about it. I didn't force you. Did I force no. you? No, right. I mean, you were definitely heavily, you heavily influenced me to do it, but I'm just like, but my whole reason for, for hiding my identity wasn't for anything other than just like, well, no one's going to get anything out of me, like showing my face. So what's the, what's the point of right. even coming out and showing, showing that? So, but I did. So now we're here. Hey and guys, so, how's it going? No, no. And here's the thing though, Breezy, you might think that, and I thought that too, right? Like I thought that like yeah. the whole veil of like hockey troll was like a big thing. But, um, yeah. you know, people and the way Ray Ray pitched it to me is like people want to connect to you on like a personal level. And, right. you know, 
I think that and and as I'm looking at you guys on the screen, like there's like a yin and yang type like dich- like <laughs> relationship with you guys, which is perfect because nobody wants to listen to content where everybody is just agreeing with each other. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's just yeah. that's just like some Twitter uh, echo chamber bullshit. You know. <laughs> so no, <laughs> exactly. I think it's great. I think that uh, it's awesome that you came out and, and showed your face and everything. So with me, me the too. same way. So um, I mean, you know. I'm I'm happy about it at least because uh, it, it's it's work trying to like hide your identity right. It um, is yeah. Initially, I was like, man, our podcast is way too vulgar for me to be like <laughs> letting people know who I am, except for the I'd say some of the fans obviously know me personally, but um, you know now that it's out, it's out. So fuck it, you know I'm I'm just rolling with it, and we we film all of our stuff so. Uh, hopefully, uh, and it makes for, it's, it's a great marketing tool. You know, if, if we're going to get down to that, I can, uh, right. I can cut up so many clips and I, I do three clips at least a week, uh, mm-hmm. just amping up the podcast. So, and I know you guys are fucking crazy with that shit too. So all good stuff. It's all but, good. but anyways, back to, back to the original thing, go ahead and plug your social and, and let us know where to find more of you. Yeah. You want me to go first? You want to go first, right? Okay. You drinking. guys drink it some water. It's <laughs> all good. All the yelling yeah, so, about the Blackhawks really just. Uh, and I keep having to mute myself and cough. I'm like, I've never talked this much in like the last week. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, you can find us at uh, House of Hockey Podcast. And we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And I think it's House of Hockey underscore on Twitter. And then I personally am at, uh, at Hunks of Hockey. Yeah, and then you, you want and to I'm, I'm I'm at the hockey lady on all the socials. Um, we drop episodes on the Hockey Podcast Network every Tuesday. Once a week, we put out episodes. Um, we just inter what, what the hell is this week? Oh, uh, documentary. <laughs> so we we interviewed two guys who are creating a hockey culture lifestyle documentary uh, called For the Love of Puck. And they've traveled all over the world talking to just regular people who play hockey and what they love about it and trying to tap into the uniqueness of the hockey culture, which is something that Breezy and I strive to do with all the guests that come on. We've um, interviewed a TSN reporter. We've interviewed um, the leader of the diehard fans of the LA Kings. Um, we interviewed a backup goalie for the Predators, the emergency backup goalie, the e-bug. Um, so just covering a breadth of the sport as opposed to um, a team. But we do talk about our teams and will when hockey resumes. You know, I'm sure we'll we'll have some something to say about our teams as the, as the, <laughs> as the world turns again, you know. Right. Yeah. No, and um, and uh, Caps fans. I mean, definitely worth a follow for all those accounts here. Um, it's it's great content and, and good stuff. Um, you know, and it, and it's a. Uh, I would say, I would say, you know, we expect a uh, an invite onto your guys's podcast, but your your guest spots are too killer. So, you know, <laughs> I I get that we might get a get a backseat to that. So, um. In any case, uh, if 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 that's all you guys have as far as as plugging anything, um, I just want to say thanks a lot again for coming on and doing hockey apocalypse, hockey apocalypse, Chicago and L.A. Uh, and until next time, guys, take care and, and stay safe out there. Thanks. That was fun.
Yeah, and you too. You guys stay safe. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, guys. All All right, guys. Take care. You too. Chicago slash LA with Ray Ray and Breezy from the House of Hockey podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Check them out. Follow them on social media. You'll probably see them pumping up this episode a little bit. Give them a follow. Uh, really kind of, even though they are Chicago and LA fans, just a good follow for hockey content in general. They have great guests. Uh, their podcast is primarily about like the hockey lifestyle and and people that, that are uh, you know, active in that and, and doing doing good stuff from from that front in a general, more holistic hockey approach. Uh, great stuff by them. Uh, you know, I, we said in the interview we would have demanded or at least asked, probably begged for a guest spot on their show. But man, they just have too many good too many good interviews. So we probably won't ever get on that podcast. But thank them, thanks to them for for having us on theirs and how how great it was so caps fans remember we've got merch we've got our podcast every monday we're going to be sticking through it with you for the entirety of the hockey playoffs and probably beyond but you know we'll see what happens there we'll see what kind of incentives the the network provides right Polly? exactly <laughs> which will be like hey you guys want to do it and we'll probably just say yes <laughs> We were just waiting for you to ask. <laughs> All right, Caps fans. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, stay the fucking side. Do it. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>